So if you want to be loved, just be who you are, be imperfect, ask for what you need, say where your limits are, and then people can love you right up to the edges of those limits fully knowing they actually are loving the real you. Midlife ladies. This is the Dear Midlife Podcast. Unapologetic girl talk that will help you remember who you are and figure out who in the hell you want to become. I'm Shelby Bybee, karaoke party queen, single mom, and an extrovert to a fault. And I'm Trinity Greenfield, a wild-haired woman full of sass, sparkle, and a heavy dose of black girl magic. So grab a glass and let's dive into the messy middle. Girl, girl, we jumped straight into that conversation with our guest, Susan Bratton. Um, uh, We were off to the races faster than we could consider what sex would be like if Barbie were in charge instead of Ken. (laughs) Yes, I love that. And you know what? I loved I mean, this was a freaking girl, no holds barred conversation. So uh, listener out there, just be ready. Seriously, can, can you say orgy dome? <laughs> <laughs> right. Orgy dome, orgy dome, orgy dome. I swear she said it like a hundred times. A thousand times. So fun to say. <laughs> Look, if you want to know what happens in the orgy dome, then you're going to have to sit your ass down somewhere and tune into this stimulating. And when I say stimulating, I mean, stim you lating conversation (laughs) pun totally intended, totally intended, right? With Susan Bratton, who is a trusted intimacy advisor to millions and a sexual wellness expert. Look, as the co-founder of both Personal Life Media and The 20, she's an authority in bedroom techniques. Mm. And she is not playing. I'm telling you, she is not playing, Mm -hmm. y'all. And her communication skills, as well as her organic supplements and non-invasive treatments that improve vitality for both men and women, this, this lady is off the charts off y'all. the chart when you said organic i thought you were going to say orgasmic <laughs> i think i was thinking orgasmic when i was saying organic <laughs> so you were feeling my energy i was you were feeling, feeling your it. energy <laughs> oh my gosh susan stands firm in the conviction that passion is ageless and if yes. you could see this woman she is fucking drop dead gorgeous no she is so hot she I is so hot it. I couldn't even take it. But I was like, is, does everyone in the orgy dome look like you? <laughs> <laughs> no reason. No, that's the problem. Not everybody <laughs> in the orgy dome looks like Susan. <laughs> but you know what? Um, on the topic of orgy dome, there are a few things that bring love making to a screeching halt faster than the inability to show up, shall we say. Yes, I'm pretty confident our listener and all of us on this conversation have had at least one, if not multiple experiences with that. And (laughs) Susan's superpower is her courage to tackle these really intimate and difficult topics. And she takes this lionhearted stand for our human right to pleasurable connection. I love that. And yeah, she has the willingness to get nerdy about science, anatomy. Oh my gosh, she's totally on guess. And very detailed. Let's just say that very detailed about lovemaking skills so that everyone can learn to achieve the pleasure they deserve. Amen. This woman is off the charts. She has been featured in the New York Times, on CNBC, and the Today Show. And she makes frequent appearances on ABC, CBS, The CW, Fox, and NBC. 
We love Susan so much. And if mm. this episode resonates with you ladies and, you know, you two gentlemen out there as much <laughs> as it did with us, we need you to leave us a review. Let us know what stood out to you. And mm. I might put a wager that Orgy Dome will stand out for sure. <laughs> for Look, sure. we would love to hear from you and we want to keep these juicy conversations going for you and for us, quite mm -hmm. frankly. So for more engaging conversations, just like this one, like and follow our show so that you will not miss a single episode. And you know, we cannot wait to hear from you. Yes. And with that said, buckle up, bitches. We are going on a fucking wild ride <laughs> with the one, the only Susan Bratton and girls. I got my jazz hands out. Jazz hands up. Let's jazz roll. Jazz hands up. Yeah. yeah and I've nice. actually been going back and forth with um, a friend of mine who like quoted a monologue from Barbie. I don't know if you've heard this <laughs> monologue, but it's basically like from the movie life. Sir. Yes, it's oh. from the movie. And he was like, I'm doing a poll and I want to know what you actually really feel like, because as a man, he was like, I don't believe that this statement is true. And what was the it, statement? Yeah, what is it? Um, I'll have to read it and yeah. let me just pull it up here real quick. Yeah. But yeah, so we've been going back and forth and back and forth about Ooh. this monologue that strong Barbie. I've never seen the movie, but apparently she has oh, that. So this is the monologue that she has. You have to be thin, but not too thin. You can never say that you want to be thin. You have to say you want to be healthy, but then you also have to be thin. You have to have <laughs> money, but you can't ask for money because that's crass. You have to be a boss, but you can't be mean. You have to lead, but you can't squash the other people's ideas. You're supposed to love being a mother, but don't talk about your kids all the damn time. You have to be a career woman, but also be looking out for other people. You have to answer for men's bad behavior, which is completely insane. But if you point that out, you're accused of complaining. Mm. You're supposed to stay pretty for men, but not so pretty that you tempt them too much or that you threaten other women because you're supposed to be a part of the sisterhood. But always stand out and always be grateful, but never forget that the system is rigged. So find a way to acknowledge that, but also always be grateful. You have to never get old, never mm -hmm. be rude, never show off, never be selfish, never fall down, never fail, never show fear and never get out of line. It's just mm. too hard. It's too contradictory and nobody gives you a medal or says even thank you. It turns out, in fact, that not only are you doing everything wrong, but also everything is your fault. I'm just so tired of watching myself and every single other woman tie herself into knots so that people will like us. And if all of that is also true for a doll just representing women, then I don't <laughs> even know what's going on. So, I mean, so he was like, do you believe this shit? Yes. And I, I was like, I feel that every day. I felt every single day. statement that you said. And I was like, fuck. Yes. I've been rebelling against every single one of those statements my whole life. Amen, sister. It, yeah. Exactly. So mm -hmm. I gave him, of course, the Shelby Bybee download. And so then. But he did was you like, cry? What? But did you cry? <laughs> of course, did you, you knew cry? I almost cried right there. <laughs> I saw you almost cry when you were just reading it right now. <laughs> Oh, because God. I feel it, right? Because I'm so yeah. impassioned and crying is the way. <laughs> yeah, that's I your emotion. You're emotional emote. about it. Like yeah. I emote yeah. all emotions through tears. But yeah, but that's the reality I think that we face. And he was like, well, what does it mean that women have to answer for men's bad behavior? And I was like, okay, let's talk about this, you know? And <laughs> wow. I really do think it's a super powerful conversation. And, you know, so my reply back to him is thank you for the provocative conversation. And thank you for asking the questions. And and thank you for being a man that really wants to know and yes. understand yeah. what is happening right yeah, that's now. That's awareness. And that's the way we become more conscious. 
Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And it's that kind of emotionally thoughtful conversation that can actually move mountains and change the world. And it's the thing, these are the conversations that we really need to be having, not just on a friendship level, but at the corporate level or yeah. in life with our partners, because I think that helps to crack the universe open. It does. Mm. It does. It moves us forward. Yeah. I love it that. It moves us And you're forward. not allowed to start by uh, cutting the front of this and introducing me. You should just introduce me right now and run Damn that straight. Thing. Damn I straight. I totally. Yeah. Who cares about that? I mean, for you know, that. Yeah. Yeah. We're already into the, we're in <laughs> into the good stuff already. <laughs> everyone. We're going deeper. We're we going, are going We're going in. Totally. We're going We're going to get Splunking. Yes, I love this. <laughs> We're exploring the cave today. We are yes. totally exploring the cave with Susan Bratton today. And we are already in the thick of the weeds. And yeah, so okay. I think this really goes to something that I know is a topic that's close at heart for you, Susan. And that is the idea of relationship values. Yes. So I would love to know mm-hmm. how you help your clients determine even what are their own values. I think we've expressed a little bit about what our personal values are in just this moment in time and exploring this monologue. But how do you know what your partner's values are and if those values are in fact actually compatible with Mm. one another? And this is also ringing near and dear to me right in this moment in time with a personal relationship that I'm in at the moment. Good. Okay, great. So hi, Trinity. Hi, Susan. (laughs) Hi, hi, Shelby. (laughs) Hi, Susan. Thank you so much for being here. My pleasure, darlings. I am happy to be here. And um, I want to talk about relationship values because it was one of the things that saved my marriage. Um, Mm. I'm 62. I've been married for 30 years now. I'm having you you literally look 48. I'm 35. You are in you guys. If you could see this woman drop dead, beautiful, gorgeous. Thank you. Bombshell. You're having the best sex of your life. Like off the hook, incredible orgasm, orgasmic potential through the roof, body confidence, giving myself all the time that my yoni needs to get Mm. to full arousal, no pressure on myself, asking for what I want, allowing my desire to come up within me, not Mm. expecting to want sex spontaneously, asking Mm. my partner to help me move into my arousal patterns, Mm. trying new things fearlessly, craving exciting new experiences like my orgy in the orgy dome. If you want Holy me to talk shit. about Whoa. that, I'd be happy talk about that. <laughs> to talk about my orgy in the orgy dome. Um, and really, honestly, you guys, I'm like coming up. My, my shit's going super well right now. I'm working oh my on my 44th book called Orgasmic Intercourse. I'm, oh my God. I'm, they're filming a documentary about me. Like, I can't believe I can say that out loud. That's exciting. You yeah. are, you are killing it. The midlife game, Mama. I'm, I'm all the things I've been doing for a couple of decades are really gelling, mm, and it's this. interesting that the catalyst for relationship magic was almost losing my marriage eleven years in to the mm. relationship because I had stopped wanting my husband for sex mm. because I hadn't had an orgasm from intercourse for the almost 12 years I'd been having intercourse yeah, wow. with him. And of course he was having orgasms. So right, of it was course. every time, come, you know, they can <laughs> look at you I and have a- an orgasm. Right. I was avoiding him for sex and that made mm. him emotionally check out of the relationship. Yeah. And then we mm-hmm. were platonic and we had this beautiful six-year-old who's now this incredible 26 year old oh. woman that is just like, ah, oh, the beauty of her uh, humanity, her heart, everything about her, you know, that's just so lovely. Uh, and so what happened for us was that we didn't want to get divorced. Like we saw all our friends getting divorced. Yeah. We were Silicon Valley mm-hmm. executives. We had done very well. We lived in this beautiful home. We had everything looked, it was like an Instagram before there was Instagram right? It all looked incredible. But the dirty little secret was that every time he stuck his penis in me, it made me go, ugh. Oh, man. And I liked it. I liked having sex with him for like the first, you know, four or five months because it was all new, new relationship mm-hmm. energy. But you can't do it. You can't have intercourse for 11 years and you want to keep having intercourse if you don't have orgasms. Yeah. Oh, hands 100%. down. 
Yeah. I mean, that's easy to figure out. So right. we decided to do something about it. And we did, we dropped 30 grand on therapy, personal growth, and sex workshops. And the therapy helped me overcome and heal the uh, sexual abuse that I'd had as a child and mm. as a young woman from many different, in many different ways. And then the sex workshops helped us learn the simple skills that ignite passionate lovemaking. And mm. they're so friggin' basic. And now 20 years later, just literally studying sex every single day, reading every book, talking to millions of people, you know, doing, doing all the things that I've done. I've begun to see this matriarchal versus patriarchal thing. And what I like to do on shows like yours is I like to talk about if Barbie was in control of what sex looked like, you know, when, when women are in the position of power around sexuality, what Mm -hmm. is it that we want? And not everybody wants all the things, you know, it's like a, uh, it's a, it's a general generalization, but it's, Mm -hmm. It's formed in everything from hormone and neurotransmitter dominancy to hemodynamics and erectile function to Mm -hmm. religiosity that has, you know, invaded what, how we think about sex and foreplay. What's okay. What can we do? What can't we do? How we even think about it. Like there's a mind shift, this mindset Mm -hmm. that needs to change. And then, and I want to share that with you because I think this is the place to do it. You are my girls for this. Yeah, that's you it. My Let's women for this. That's, and that's it. The the other thing that really helped us was kind of two parts. They worked together. One was we had everything to lose, so we got honest. Mm-hmm. And honesty is a mindfulness practice because we are so our culture has trained us to withhold, sugarcoat, hundred percent. You know, sweep it under the rug. Just be a good girl and keep your mouth shut. Absolutely. Suck it up. You know, all that stuff. Do what the crowd wants to do. And when we stopped doing that and we started the practice of actually speaking our truth to each other, we were able to begin to heal and to be frank and to kind of start on a new, you know, start Mm -hmm. a new, like turn over a new leaf. Do you think enough of us are doing that though, Susan? Well, it's shows like yours that allow women to see the benefits of radical honesty. Yes. And what why that's so empowering for us and how we begin to establish our boundaries and our and speak our desires instead of just trying to be loved by getting along. A hundred thousand yeah. percent. Yeah. So that that's was... a real percentage for all of you math geeks, out there, <laughs> by the way, that's my kind of math. The, the, the two sides of that coin, one was the honesty and the other was learning each other's relationship values. Okay. I can tell you that basically relationship values and I, I'll send the workbook to you and you can buy it on Amazon. It's, it's called relationship magic. But if you go to my relationship you can get it for half the price and it's a downloadable workbook. Awesome. So don't worry about that now just listen to what we're saying and then you can go there and 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 get the discount but what it basically is is something called neurolinguistic programming values mm. elicitation for those of you who know about NLP mm-hmm. and essentially it's understanding what you want most out of being in a relationship with a person and by the way this works with your mother your best friend the people you work with you know you have a, a set of values around the experience you want to have in yeah. an authentic relationship with another person this one happened mm-hmm. to be with my husband And what it does is it explains what I want in my relationship and what he wanted in his relationship with me. And they're very different. And this harks back to that where we have different dominant hormone structures. So my estrogenic reality is and my nature nurture is very different as a female presenting person than his as a testosterone dominant white male for God's sakes. Right. Right. Totally different. (laughs) So relationship magic is basically you go through this workbook and I give you like 60 different prompts, but you can freestyle. I like to freestyle. I like to freestyle too. And the, 
the idea is that you come up with a list of 10 things that are like must haves in your relationship. And I'm not talking about like attributes of a partner. I'm talking about I need security because I grew up in a severely insecure childhood. And I also like to be out in the world. And I feel like I need the protection for that Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. I I just do. And most women honestly feel that way. These are not unusual. So I'm using mine as examples, but they're very, very common. And the second thing that I need though, after security, and the security is like, we have to have cash in the bank. We have 100%. to own our own home. Mm-hmm. We have to drive good cars. We, you know, like money was important to me, financial security. And I'm, a, I'm an mm-hmm. earner and a rainmaker. So mm-hmm. what was great is that I'm really good at generating win-win situations that co-create revenue. That's what mm-hmm. I do. And my husband is fantastic at managing money. And so we're really Perfect. good together in that way, which is great. And then I needed freedom. Because I, I'm an extrovert and I'm fun to be with. Like the yeah. thing that people love about me the most is I'm always thinking of fun shit to do. I'm an adventurous girl. We're going like, to hang out. The Archie Dome, for example. The Archie right? Dome. Yeah. Like you want to go with Susan Bratton to the Orgy Dome. It's going to be fun. So I wanted security. I want to be totally taken care of, but I want you to let me do any fucking thing I want. Mm-hmm. I can say the F word on your show. Yeah. So, so those are dichotomous and it took me a long time of getting very honest with myself to actually admit that me, this strong woman who my mother was like, never depend on a man. You've yeah. always got to have your own money, hide your money. So he doesn't know you have it, you know, like all this yeah. stuff. Cause she had been so burned in her era. Right. And uh, finally I was like, no, I just want you to take care of me and manage all that shit. Cause I'm like going to go make it round, baby. Yes. So he's always been the wind beneath my wings. I call and the and my labial wings too. He makes my little <laughs> mantas flutter. So I wanted that. And then I wanted the honesty. I realized that it, if if a person was just like not going to be straight up with me, like I just didn't mm-hmm. want to be there. I, I want to interact with them, much less be married to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I wanted variety. I, I don't do the same thing twice. And I don't wake up in the morning with a routine. Like the people who are like, I wake up and I do some journaling and then and I'm like, fuck that shit. I got some latte and some threads and then Girl, I do whatever. You and and I blah, are you know, cut from so. the same cloth. Yes. <laughs> but I wanted to be able to have a lot of variety and do a lot of fun things. So he wanted number one passion. Ooh. And so it was killing him not to get laid. Yes. And he wanted mm-hmm. he wants me to wear lingerie and stripper shoes so he knows I desire him and he I likes to look at me. And at first I was like subjectifying to one. And then I was like, oh <laughs> fuck, I've got an unlimited shutty, slutty shoe budget. This is actually right. Pretty- <laughs> hey, I can roll with that, man. <laughs> so I, I literally have a room of full of lingerie and I, I do lingerie that. photo shoots and I do them and post them on my OnlyFans. I'm a 62-year-old doing sexy lingerie photo shoots and I have it all in because I I love that part of my sexual self-expression. I love to create beautiful images. Mm. So he wanted the sexy stuff. He wants to be touched. He's very kinesthetic. He loves that. So he's like an incredible yoni massager. Oh my God, am I lucky. Oh God, I get such good yonis. So then he wanted um, growth. He likes that he's super he's like mensa smart and so he he really likes that i'm like babe you're awesome and i really see you growing into this area i'm encouraging he comes up with so many patents and ideas and all kinds of stuff and he wants me to be like the great woman behind the great man which i love to do for him i show him what he's capable of and he trusts my judgment he wanted fun and adventure He likes Mm. my variety and to ride my crazy ride and to go along. And sometimes he likes to stay home because he's an introvert with a giant amount of computer screens in front of him. He's an inventor. (laughs) So he liked that. And then he wanted, what was his fourth one? I think it was passion, growth, fun and adventure and honesty. Those were her force, Mm. his force. So we had a match in those things. But when he used to be like grab assing me and stuff before Mm. we learned our values, I'm just like, why are you always grabbing at me? It's because he's kinesthetic. He wanted to touch me. He wanted to be touched. And I didn't know because I grew up in this kind of unattached 
world, mm-hmm. which many of us did. Our parents were doing the best they could do. Sure. I got forget. I love my parents. They did what they could do and they loved me. But uh, it, it just explains the behavior. If you're in a relationship, it explains your partner's behavior. And yes. then it also helps them understand what it is they need to focus on. I remember one time early in our marriage, he for- he didn't make the health insurance payment in time which is very unusual for him because he's really on top of things that I read him the riot act. Right. Security broken for you. I'm like, this healthcare is right at the top, you know, like what what happened if I'd gotten in an accident, you know, like it just did not. So it really, really helped us. And what I started doing was getting up every day. I wear lingerie around the house. I make sure that when I get out of the shower, I traipse by him dripping wet and naked before I go get my clothes yeah. on. I, I snuggle it. him. I hug him. I pet him. He's like a puppy. He just loves me to pet him. Mm. So that is super helpful for you to know what you really want. And the way you do it essentially is... You say to yourself, would I be in a relationship if I couldn't have this? Like if the sex was great and the freedom was great and all that stuff, but they didn't take care of me. Mm. I mean, I can take care of myself, but I don't want to. I want my man to be totally focused on creating a stable base for me that I will massively contribute to. Mm. And and that's just what I need. And I got super clear about that. And it was, you know, we almost lost our house launching our publishing business. I have, I run a company called Personal Life Media. Our brand is Better Lover. And I, I, I publish and write my own work and publish my own work. And, and essentially we are heart-connected, conscious, passionate, lovemaking techniques. Each of those words is carefully wow. chosen because that's our brand of sex. And we teach sex techniques, communication skills, and sexual health and wellness. Because if your parts don't work, like if you right. can't if you can't get wet, you don't have any lubrication, it hurts right. to have sex, that's no good. So how do you fix it? Those are the three legs of the stool. So once we started getting really clear and getting up every day and just focusing on giving the other person what they needed, we started to feel like we were in the most perfect relationship in the world. Mm. And I think it's very handy if you're single to kind of know what your relationship values are so that when you think you might've found someone, it's really a litmus test for you. Right. Mm -hmm. That's where I am right now. I'm thinking about like, Ooh, how do I apply this to my single life? And yeah, my labor of love in finding that right partner, right? Yes. Yeah. And the other thing that I found difficult, and I would love to know what your experience has been with this, Susan, and it sounds like your husband has been well able to articulate his own values. But what I have found in my dating life, because let's face it, Trinity and I are single swinging girls out there in the big world. (laughs) Not so swinging that we've done an orgy fest, though. That we've done an orgy dome. We have to get into that. But the reality is that- two things that I want to call to light. One of the things that you said was the experience that you want to have. I think oftentimes we as women put down the attributes of what are the characteristics or qualities. We want them to be six foot tall. We want them to have blue eyes and brown hair. And, you know, what are the character? We want them to make six figures. We put those qualities down, but we don't really think further beyond that as to Mm -hmm. how do we want to feel when we are in that relationship. So I love that focus because that's one thing that I've really been grappling with. But what I found is that it is harder for men to articulate that back to me. How do they want to feel? What do they need? What do they value? It's, I don't know what the difference between men and women is that makes it much more difficult for them to communicate at that level. So how do you get to that with your partner? Because I have found it personally difficult for the man to even be able, I've even had someone say, I don't know how to put into words what it is. Super easy. You just say, tell me examples of times that you've had relationships in the past and the things that you love the most about them. Mm. Tell me times in the past about relationships that you've had that were the things that made you uncomfortable or you didn't like at all or distraught or disconnected? What were the behaviors and what were the experiences? Just tell me the stories of those. And then I'll help you come up with what that word is. Mm. You know, is it freedom? Is it security? Is it passion? Is it growth? Is it, you know, uh, faith, love of family? Is it communication? Is it philanthropy? Like there's a lot of people who are driven by very different things. Yeah. 
So my, my values won't be your values. I'd love to know your values when you, when I send you the workbook, I'd love to know your values. Oh, it's always sure. fun for me as maybe I could even feature you in my newsletter and my sex. Oh, we'd love newsletter. to. Oh, we'd yeah. Love I'd that. love to do that. Yeah. That'd be great. You know, and at what point do we bring this up? Like, you know, first date coffee. Hey, got a couple questions, fella. Well, it's really easy. You can just be like, so it's fun to be on a first date. Tell me some of the thing. Tell me some of the people that you've dated in the past and what you loved about them the most. What are the kinds of people mm-hmm. that you like? What kind of what kind of people do you like to ha- you know what kind of people do you like to hang out with that bring you joy? Tell me about that. I love yeah. it. Sneaky. <laughs> they won't even know you're trying to d- dig information right. out. <laughs> Get on in there. Yeah, we're going in. We got our headlamps. <laughs> we spelunking today. Right into their hearts. That's that it. is so awesome. <laughs> you know, the other thing that I've really been trying, I'm so fascinated by this conversation. I just think it's like right place, right time for me is this idea of radical honesty. Oh, I was I listening know. to a Glennon Doyle book recently, I and I think it it wasn't, it was Love Warrior, where she and her husband were having the same kind of difficulties. And that was one of the things where they just agreed to say mm. whatever is in their head. Yep. And I think that's the kind of radical honesty that it is that you're talking about. But I would love to hear what your definition of radical honesty is. And how do you really get there and buy into getting your partner there? Because, you know, I feel like I'm trying I'm sort of in this fledgling relationship right now to be radically honest and really say all of the things that are in my head. But I think it's harder to get the buy-in from the other side, because I think we all are still carrying our own armor around with Mm -hmm. us. Yeah. Because how do we get there? We are so trained to lie in our culture that it's like a fish in water. They don't even know they're drink. They don't even know they're in the drink. Yes. You know, that's the the issue is you have to become aware of your bullshit first. So in that particular case for you, Shelby, I would lead by example. And when you get the intuitive hit that your fledgling partner isn't maybe being completely honest with themselves, Mm -hmm. say, I just want to, I'm just going to ask you a little bit more about that. You know, I'm just checking in on this thing that I'm noticing. I'm just like getting this hit because really, I I really want to create a relationship with you where you can say anything to me. Here's what Mm -hmm. I've found. I found that people like it when you treat them like grown ass human beings. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I love about podcasts, especially shows like yours, where you have straight talk, you Mm -hmm. guys do a fantastic job with that. I felt very excited and warmly welcomed to be here just from how you talk to all your guests and the conversations you two have with each other and how much you open and share yourselves. And the the thing that I think is really important and hard about honesty is, is honestly, you're digging it out of yourself. Yeah. Because what you'll find is that you're greedy, you're insecure, you're kind of a, you're kind of a bitch, mm-hmm. you're judgmental, you're especially at, at your age, because <laughs> you, you guys, you're what, late 30s? Oh, honey, please. Oh, you are I'm so 51. Sweet. You're 51? I'm, I'm turning yes, 50 ma'am. in two months. So. Wow. Okay. Well, you already passed this then at your age. I didn't realize you both also look so young. <laughs> Thank Amazing. You. Thank you. You know, when you're in your late 30s and early 40s, you're super judgmental. And it's mm-hmm. actually just like when you're in your 20s and your parents annoy the shit out of you and you're kind of like pulling yourself away from them. You just want to go, you're just like, I'm going to do it myself. Don't tell me what to do. That's a stage that is individuation. So is that judgmental time. Then you hit your mid forties and you, it's this time of reckoning to your essential self. So it's the Mm. perfect time. Midlife is the perfect time to take on this honesty and what you will find is that when you're truly honest, you are actually revealing your own foibles. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you can examine those and decide if that is truly the person that you want to be. You can make conscious choices about how you are showing up in the world, just like the moving into honesty is. And what's nice about honesty is that it's actually very, it just like, ugh, well, I know she's going to tell me the truth. You know, people who do whatever you want them to do so you'll love them, who don't have boundaries and don't know what they want and don't ask for what they want are impossible to love 
because you're never loving the actual person. Exactly. So if you want to be loved, just be who you are, be imperfect, ask for what you need, say where your limits are, and then people can love you right up to the edges of those limits fully knowing they actually are loving the real you. Yeah. You know, and I just, I see this becoming so much more clear, coming so much more into focus as I continue on my midlife journey here. Right. And, and coming out of so much of just the bullshit that we have allowed ourselves to go through Mm -hmm. as women in unhealthy relationships or trying to live up to everybody else's expectations when our our children were younger as young young mothers and you know trying to build our careers and now it's like careers built kids grown ex-husbands gone fuck it who am yeah. i now yeah i'm oh, i am going to lean into this trinity that was one of the things that i was thinking about for you is you know, we were talking about like the checklist of the perfect partner kind of thing. And I'd actually encourage you to take on, I want to, I want to give you an idea that you might enjoy. There's this notion. So I come out of orgasmic, the orgasmic pleasuring community. I'm not, um, I'm not an orgasmic meditation person. I have a practice called expanded orgasm. It's Mm. from the same lineage, but it didn't get corrupted by a sociopath. And, um, you know, that happens, especially in sex cults. Yeah. And the the thing that you do in the expanded orgasm community, in the deliberate orgasm and expanded massive orgasm communities are you have a series of different partners who can stroke your clip for you. Mm-hmm. And you just have these experiences and they're called research partners and it's called practice. And so what I've done is I've essentially taken that concept and said, it doesn't necessarily have to be for clitoral, the clitoral stroking practice of expanded orgasm, though that's a nice one for you to learn to receive fully and to allow a person to practice on you and to get better at delivering pleasure and learning that together and getting into limbic connection and getting into theta brainwave state together and, and, and allowing a person to fully give their gift is the gift you're giving them as you receive, like really learning that kinesthetically in your body and then allowing yourself to kind of go into this conjoined trance state of of pure joy and pleasure. So I've had a lot of research partners who've, you know, I've, I've had this practice with and that's fantastic, but you can have research partners for all sorts of experiences. They can be anything that you'd like to have sexually like i'd like to i'd like to have a partner who finds and awakens my g-spot i'd like to have Mm. a partner who i practice oral pleasuring with i'd just like to have a research partner for sex and i'd like to have susan's susan's sex life bucket list and work down all my a list of sex life bucket list things and they don't have to have all the other things i'm looking for they just have to be a great person with a beautiful heart who wants to go into pleasure with me that my body likes and they like my body. And so I think in this pause time for you, where you're kind of crossing a chasm, Mm -hmm. maybe a gasm chasm, (laughs) (laughs) where you might like to explore your orgasmic potential and try experiences with different partners You don't have to do this serially monogamous dating thing. You can have lots of lovers. Susan, I'm sitting here trying to look like cool. Like I know what you're talking about. Girl, I'm like, what? There's an orgasmic community. I know. I was thinking the same thing. You're like, it's not a booty call. It's a research partner. What the fuck? It's Um, not a booty call. Booty calls are not heart connected. Yeah, Booty calls are friction. I, Susan Bratton. I wouldn't even know where to start with all of these things you're talking about. Turn friction into connection. You don't need to rub your genitals with randos. You need to have. I don't even do that. That's my problem. I don't even have randos on the table anymore. I would not even know where one finds a go to field partner field f-e-e-l-d field.com it's um field it's a an app and it's kind of it's kind of a poly dating app and so it's um you know it's it's not swingers it's not lifestyle 
It's mm-hmm. not the pineapple people, which is that category. It's in the consensually non-monogamous world mm-hmm. of people who don't necessarily want to have a boyfriend or a girlfriend. They want to have consensual, sensual, or sexual experiences. Experiences. Yeah. You know, I love this conversation. Am I bold enough for this, Shelby? I am yes. wondering if you're bold enough for this. And I'm you know what I'm too. thinking is because... I know that connection piece is really important to you. And I think, you know, Susan, one of the things that women are conditioned with is that that type of relationship is shameful. We should not be doing that because if we have these type of relationships or we have these kind of engagements, we are considered sluts, promiscuous, whores, whatever, fill in the blank. I want to know, how do you get beyond that shame and really reconnect with your body and let what society tells you is right or wrong go. Because I think, you know, for me, that is the hardest part because we have this freeze in our brain about what is appropriate or not appropriate. And how do we get beyond that? Mm -hmm. She asked while downloading field on her phone. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I mean, really? Yes, what I'm you have to do is you have to essentially say, let me let me write your field app for you, uh, your field profile for you. My name is Trinity and I have um, come through a divorce and I would like to um, have adventures, sexual and sensual adventures with heart connected, conscious people. I'm not interested in a long term relationship nor a booty call. Mm. I am trying to overcome the slut shaming and patriarchal control of my culture. Mm. I'm looking to expand my pleasure and heart connection with people who I find a good chemistry. You have to be willing to have a full panel of STI tests, which I can furnish to you and give you a link to get. I'm happy to furnish mine. I'm currently not sleeping around. I'm get. I'm looking for a research partner who we both have chemistry. We both want to explore new things sexually together. We want to have, you know, nice meals and hot sex together so that I can expand my sexuality and open myself to pleasure and find the seat of my power and use my sexuality as a force for good in my life. And I'm looking for a lover or maybe multiple lovers who can do that for me in one to 10 or 20 dates, or maybe as a lover for the rest of my life. I have no idea. I've started on my journey and I'd love to know if that resonates with you. Holy shit. I've really been doing this all wrong. All <laughs> wrong. All wrong. Um, Suzanne, I'm so glad we're recording. Just kidding, everybody. I'm not signing up right now. My birth <laughs> is 11. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, my God. But there were so many juicy things in that statement. And what I'm sitting here thinking about for me is this idea of masculine and feminine. Because if I were to pull out my dating profile, it's yeah. like, oh, I'm a corporate giant. I've tr- lived and traveled around the world and I've done all of these things. And I I feel like that was so conscientiously feminine in its draw. And I tend to approach my profile with masculine qualities, characteristics. So talk to us a little bit about this juxtaposition, if you will, or the differences between masculine and feminine pleasure. And how can we as women embody our femininity more? I would say that I'll just answer that very last part of it, which is big clit energy. Mm. I think that is a nice bumper sticker way to think (laughs) (laughs) just don't post the word clit on Instagram right right Um, (laughs) why I love podcasts (laughs) Um, (laughs) you can actually make your clit bigger and that's one of the things I want you guys to do over the next few years is I want you to give yourself so many orgasms and have so much oral sex get receive oral oh I gotta tell you one of the things the number first thing I did in the orgy dome too you're gonna love it oh my god Um, it's orgy dome people I want you to really like work on your clit and your clit is, I'll show you guys the pictures. I know that this is an audio only podcast. We are having show and tell. I have show show and tell. tell. 
I'm a nerd. I'm such a nerdy nerd. I have to show pictures. So what's really interesting is this is. This is your vulva. <laughs> I'm, I'm dying. Oh, yes. Jesus, yes. it is. <laughs> so this is your vulva. So you have at the top on the fur on your pubic hair on the top mm -hmm. is your mom's. And then down on each side underneath the pubic hair there, that's your outer labia. And then mm -hmm. your clitoris actually comes out of your pubic bone. And it's a shaft with a tip. It's a little mini penis mm -hmm. that the, and then the, the clitoral hood over it, the skin over it actually turns into your inner labia and comes down to your perineal area and ends at your fourchette. And then when you- is a new word for me. It's French, darling, French. It means fork. It sounds so much better as fourchette. So then when you open your inner labia, that's called the vestibule. And inside there is where the urine comes out. That's your urethra. You keep touching that picture like that, girl. I'm squirming over And this is your vaginal opening, which is called your introidal sphincter. And then that's your vaginal area. And your vagina is actually, it looks like a balloon. So it has a neck. It has a little sphincter at the end. That's like the end of it. It has a neck and then it opens to a big cave. It's not like an inside out penis. Hmm. And okay. so all of this, if I peel away, if I peel away your the skin of your vulva, which is mm -hmm. the outer part of you, mm -hmm. and I pull it away, what's underneath is your clitoral erectile tissue system. It's wrapped all the way around the vaginal opening. There's yeah. the glands, uh -huh. the tip, there's the shaft, Looks two arms, like a penis. two legs. Yes. This These chambers are homologous the same exactly that go inside the penis we have as much erectile tissue as a penis wrapped around our vagina that's the g-spot it's a long tube and that's the perineal sponge at the bottom of the vagina so when you are solo pleasuring you want to activate all of that mm. not just the tip of your clitoris mm. yeah there's ten thousand nerve endings there but what you're doing is you're building the mind-body connection, and you're bringing blood into all that tissue. And when you do that, do I have my vibe here? Well, this is my favorite. This is my favorite vibe. It's there's the box. I don't know where, mm -hmm. where the vibe is. Um, this is a big wand. It's called the Vim from Fun Factory. It's a big wand, and it will bring blood flow to all that tissue and you can ride that wand and you can start to go into orgasm and take the moment of orgasm and stretch it like taffy wow. so that you can start coming for really long times and you can stack them as your, as your engorgement Ooh. and arousal come, you can go higher and longer and higher and longer. That's an expanded orgasm. Mm -hmm. And all of that, when you meet a partner is going to benefit that because you're going to be so much quicker to engorge all your genital systems are going to be so much more activated and connected to your brain. And then when you're with a partner, it's going to be so much easier to have lots and lots of orgasms with all these new research partners you're going to be getting. So I've never once had a multiple orgasm that one time. I oh, well, have the, multiple orgasms every time. Holy Long, shit. Forever. Yeah, I, I come constantly now and I didn't used to come at all. It's they're all learned skills. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. So if you go to orgasmiccrosstraining.com, I have a list of the eight different tools, sex tools huh. that you should ultimately end up in your pleasure chest over time, oh acquire them one by one by one, and they activate all different areas of your vulva. So your orgasm gets more reliable. It gets stronger. It lasts longer. And you can come from lots of different stimulation. You can come a whole bunch of different ways and you can come from intercourse without even touching the tip of the clip because the whole clit's turned on damn that is amazing so big aye, clit aye, energy aye. that's what big i would recommend clit energy and what you want to do is you want to think to yourself i'm my lover and i are partners in crime to expand our pleasure our confidence our heart connection our opening to each other we're exploring our bodies we're finding turn on and and when you get that big clit energy like you're doing this because it's going to make you more confident 
It's going to improve your hormone profile, your neurotransmitter profile. It's going to reboot your nervous system and mm. calm you down. It's going to do a flood of cascade of oxytocin, which makes you bond. It makes you less annoyed with other people, which lowers your stress. Ooh, I need to start this today then. Exactly. <laughs> and and it also will start to attract people into your life because you are a turned on woman walking through the world as people are going to want to do deals with you. They're going to want to hire you. Everything's going to get better from you pleasuring yourself. And so that big clit energy, you will actually begin to see how your clit will start to get a little boner. It'll Mm -hmm. start to pop. It'll get a nice erection. Then you can move into things like female ejaculation and all of that self-expression of fluid, of our vital feminine fluid. Will you release your feminine waters and that will empower you? And pretty soon you'll be walking around with big clit energy infusing your entire life. I love that. I love all that bullshit go. Yes. I love that. And in the vein of big clit energy, I know that we're running close to time. Yeah. I oh. I gotta dig into orgy dome. I yeah. gotta know. We I gotta, gotta know, know about orgy dome, Susan. What in the hell? So I've been to the orgy dome a few times at Burning Man, and it's always been a really fun thing. I love to walk into a giant tent where there's about 40 mattresses laid down. At the end of the room, there's a stack of mattresses for the people who are exhibitionists who loved to show their sensual pleasure in front of others. Everyone in there enjoys being there in a room full of people making love. They enjoy watching each other. They enjoy just hearing the pleasure, the moans, the laughter, the cuddling, the snuggling, everything. They love people who feel so comfortable in their bodies that they can be nude and it's no problem. And I walked in there. Now, So I've been married to Tim for 30 years, but I also, I do have other partners because I have research partners, but I also have a boyfriend and he and my husband and I are best friends. He's part of our family. Our daughter knows she loves him. He loves her. They go surfing together. He just, he never, he was married three times and none of them worked out and he just loves to be with us and we love to be with him. So one of the things that I have done is I've had hundreds and hundreds of threesomes with my husband and my boyfriend. I like them solo and I like them together and they like to be together. We all enjoy being together. They're both straight mm-hmm. and, but we all enjoy being together. So we went to Burning Man together and we went to the Orgy Dome and because we've been together so many times and we're so comfortable with each other and because both of my men are such great lovers and because I'm so comfortable with my sexuality, it was really, really beautiful because I walked into that room and we had our little they, they're called fuck it buckets. They're these little buckets they give you so you can keep all your shit together. By the way, Trinity, when you start being a slut, which I want you to do, here's, Jesus, a, help me. here's a slut trick for you. Keep all your shit in one place in case things don't work well and you got to gather them up and go. Like okay. you're going to put yourself into experiences. Don't scatter your shit around. <laughs> don't gotta... be like, where are my panties at? Exactly. <laughs> you got because you gotta basically have a virtual fuck it bucket with you at all I times, right? Okay. So we walk in and we're holding our fuck it buckets with our, you know, fake fur coats and our lube bag and our hand wipes and you know, my towel I want to lay down and all oh. this stuff. And um, there's a DJ thumping, it's so good, it's just this amazing scene, and everybody's full of love and it's super sexy. And I see that one of the beds has six people making love, oh. one of those high beds, the the exhibitionist high beds at the end of the room, one of them has six people in this like crazy configuration and the other bed is empty. And I'm like, okay, guys, oh. here we go. That's our bed. And it's and on the exhibition exhibitionist stage, if you will. It's like up on the dais. Mm, mm, and mm, mm. they're so incredible, those two, that I want people to just like witness these men. Mm. And I had been at a Burning Man 
I'm going to say this one was probably like eight or 10 years ago. There was a, a party that was female focused called Adoration, where women could get whatever they wanted. And they could get rides on a Sibian. They could get acro yoga. They could get foot love. They could get anything they wanted, including any sex that they wanted hmm. from anybody they wanted who was willing to give it to them. So there were like a whole bunch of men in service to the women. And, you know, it was kind of a gender balance thing. And there was a sign up the, a mile long of men who wanted to be in service to the adoration women who attended. It was so cute. Mm. It was like <laughs> such a waiting list. And I remember walking into the main tent, which had a bunch of beds in it. And there was a DJ in the corner. There was a bar in the other corner. And there was like a, a rug down in the living room with a little sofa. It was like a living room in the middle of this tent, like yeah. a little sofa, two club chairs and a coffee table. And there was a girl in one of the club chairs and she had one leg over one club arm one leg over the other club arm and this guy was <gasps> down on the floor eating her pussy yeah 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 and she was just like lolling there having orgasms and i remember this was part of my sexual you know evolution mm -hmm. and i looked at her and i was like one day <laughs> i will, I will be you i mean i just looked at that and i was queen. like hashtag motherfucking goals yeah <laughs> and oh my god i just never forgot the woman who feeling so courageous that she could actually have orgasms in the middle of this right DJ i'm like test anxiety dancing, or blah, blah, blah. i'm doing all, the, all this stuff going on and there she is getting your pussy and having a great time and i was like that woman is my idol well guess what Oh, girl. Guess what the first thing was that we did when we got to the orgy dome? My boyfriend got down there below mm -hmm. the bed and got on his knees and I sat on the bed and mm. I spread my legs on pillows and my husband tickled my little lips with his gorgeous penis. And mm. I enjoyed that while my boyfriend went down on me on this giant bed in this room full of people in this gorgeous orgy. And I was like, yes, that's big Clit. Lit. Energy. Energy. Right there. Yes. <laughs> I oh, don't think we man. can end on any better note no, than <laughs> big clit energy. I've had such a good time talking to you too. It's oh, been really is, fun. I feel like amazing. we need to do this again, Susan. We will definitely oh, be anytime. in touch. But if our listener wanted to find you and really yeah. dive into their own sexuality and understand yeah. that more, how could they do that? Where are you? Yeah, the best place to get me is betterlover.com. You can sign up for my email list there. And I send out all these kinds of tips and techniques and concepts and explain your body to you and give you sexy ideas and all that stuff. And if you get my email and you reply to any email I send out and you ask me anything, it actually goes to my inbox and I will personally reply. Now I get busy and I, you know, go off the grid once in a while and things like that, but you'll, you'll hear back from me. And you can ask me anything because honestly, it is the people who have poured their hearts out to me and mm -hmm. asked me for solutions. And so often people are like, I may be the only one who ever asked you this. And I'm like, no, I actually have an ebook on that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I just send people like advice, guidance, et cetera, all the time. So I'm happy to do that because it's it's really my joy. And, you know, I'm, I am a sexual healer in that way. Um, I don't work on people's trauma, but I, re I refer but I don't work one-on-one. -on -one. I, you just like read my books and watch my videos. It's, it's not that hard. Sex is yeah. actually easy. Sex is a series of learned, learned skills mm -hmm. and they're and unlearned and easy. Exactly. And unlearned. Get rid of the bullshit. Too. Exactly. Yeah. So better lovers, the best. You can follow me on Instagram at Susan Bratton. Um, you can slide into my DMS, but I prefer an email. If you're going to ask me anything long winded. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's too hard to do that shit on my phone. And I'm not like sitting right. in front, you know, it's just like, <laughs> so um, that's how you find me. And thank you so much for having me as well. One of the only other things that, <clears throat> that I would like to talk about that if any of your listeners are having any like sexual wellness health issues, mm -hmm. that I'm also really steeped in that because I like to help women reverse painful sex as one of the legs of that stool. So I am a spokesperson for Femi Wave and Gaines Wave. I'm a spokesperson for the Kaplan 
pump company, and I have established a list of really good things that you're never going to hear from your doctor that'll solve your problems. And that's a real area of expertise for me as well. So I just like people to be aware of that. Like, oh, yeah, I got to ask her about that thing and my Yoni. (laughs) Fantastic. I love that. I can't wait. I'm going on a girl's trip to Napa in two weeks and this will definitely be a great topic of conversation. Are you going to have an orgy dome there, Shelby? might have an orgy dome. (laughs) Hey, we're going to be in Napa. I'm sure there are handsome, well-endowed looking Uh, men out there. So yeah, I can't wait. They're everywhere. But definitely, I think this is a really great topic of conversation. I think it's one that everyone can relate to. Thank you so much for being Thank here you, today. Thank you, Susan. We My really pleasure. appreciate your time in the conversation. Oh, man. Um, where do we even start with this one? Right? Oh, oh my God. I'm telling you, I'm still like grabbing my head and um, grabbing vis- other parts of my right, body, visualizing <laughs> the show and tell that we went through this orgy right. dome story <laughs> that she left us with has got me like, are these my goals? Like, is right. this the new life that I want to live? Maybe it is. Yeah. Maybe this is like when I would always say, forget it. I'm just going to quit life and go join the circus. Right. Maybe I actually <laughs> mean the orgy dome circus. <laughs> Maybe this was your vision for the future, right? <laughs> oh, man. Well, in the meantime, we want to mm. leave all of you with our top five top four, top three. I don't even know top what that we're landing with today because right. I'm I'm still just, my head is reeling, but I will give you my first top point. Mm. And I love this. Mm-hmm. Number one, getting to know what your partner values and honoring that by giving the other person what they need can help you feel like you are just in the most perfect mm. relationship ever. And this whole idea of of values just Mm -hmm. resonates with me to no end. That when you are single and you know your values, you can use this as your litmus test for the potential partners that you meet to help you actually determine, am I going to invite this person into my life? Is there Mm -hmm. place and space for them that aligns with what's important to me and my values. Let me test it out Mm -hmm. before I uh, send out the carte blanche invitation. Yeah. And for those two of you guys listening and hopefully more of you since now I'm back on the dating apps, I'm just going to communicate that my value is two-way communication. (laughs) Yes. Which means ask a fucking question and pretend you're curious in the person that you're courting dummy thank you the end and that brings us to our second point radical honesty this is what i'm talking about radical fucking honesty with your partner it is scary ladies i'm just gonna say that out loud but it is really the only path to full and complete authenticity Mm -hmm. and it often reveals your own insecurities and shortcomings. Yeah. And when you have visibility to those, guess what? You can then examine those shortcomings and then make more conscious decisions about how you want to show up in this world. Absolutely. And you know, here's here's what it boils down to. In point number three, people who are not honest with themselves who don't have boundaries, who who don't know what they want, are impossible to love. Because you don't ever really get beneath the surface of who they are to actually know the real person, the authentic human. And you cannot fall in love with a riddle wrapped inside of an enigma who is showing you their fake self in order for you to like them. That shit will fall away so damn fast. 
so fucking fast. Yes. Take your mask off, people. Mm. And number four, true orgasmic pleasure takes practice. And you know what? I learned a lot of fucking shit in this episode. Me too. There are people, whole communities of people in this world. There's this whole orgasms all over the place. We didn't even know. We didn't even know this was a thing. We didn't even know this was a thing. You can literally join a community of people Mm. who are interested in orgasmic pleasure. And you can adopt a research partner on which you can practice both delivering and receiving pleasure. Who knew? I'm still like deep breaths. I'm still deep breaths every time we, I think about it. It's a yeah. lot. It's a lot, but a lot of fucking fun. I, I think it could of, be. I'm kind of a wimp. Be. I'm, I'm a pussy. Wimp. I'm a pussy. I got to tell you, I'm. Uh, that's it. Y'all thought I was a big bad bitch, but damn it. I'm a little wimp. This shit's good. Ah, so I'm going to have to, I'm going to have to um, twinkle my toes in the water really slowly. Yeah, I thought you were going to say twinkle something else. (laughs) All right. So this brings us to our fifth. Twinkle your winkle. Twinkle your winkle. You know, the place from which you tinkle. Oh, don't get me started. (laughs) Brings us to our fifth and final point, my friends. Orgy dumb. Drop the mic. That's it. That's all I got. Or you do That's all we got. <laughs> That's all I got. Do with it what you will. Do with it what you will. But whatever what you I do. What I want with- you to do. Yes. Wow. What were you going to say? I was going to say whatever you do with it. Love it. Make it your own. You know? Love it. Make it your own. And guess what? Whatever you're going to do, love us. Follow hey. us because <laughs> yes. we want to hear what the fuck you're doing with Orgy Dome. <laughs> I might only want to hear small, small, teeny bits, not lots of bits. <laughs> but the reality is that we are building this community of women who can have, who will show up in person, radical honesty, because we want to create a safe space for you to yeah. talk about those things that are intimate and important to you because nobody fucking else is willing to talk about this shit that is so important that we all want to know about. Mm. And if you're loving the conversation, please follow the podcast so you don't miss any episodes. And go join our community on Facebook because we need more voices like yours so that we can continue these important conversations that nobody else is having conversations about. And we want to know where you are, what you struggle with, so that we can tackle these topics together. That's right. Yeah. And we want to see you each and every week continuing the dialogue right here in the middle.